Hello, everybody. This is the Business Boot Up edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Braden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sammy Grace. Hi, Braden. Each week, we will come to you live from the Norman's Farmer's Market, where you will hear interviews from our younger and our more experienced entrepreneurs who inspire, educate, and give you action steps to start your next business. The Business Boot Up podcast partners with Norman Chamber of Commerce, who advocates to see Norman, Oklahoma, be a thriving business community. And Business Boot Up is powered by Norman, uh, First United Banking And so they are a bank like no other. Their goal is just empower people to spend their life wisely, which I just think is amazing. One of our favorite parts of it is going to their their branch and looking at their banking experience for our younger entrepreneurs, which is just amazing to see. So just a huge thank you to First United Bank and Norman Chamber of Commerce for believing in our dreamers and doers. And speaking of dreamers and doers, we are joined today by our dreamer and doer, Hal Smith. So let's get into this pretty amazing bio right here. Hal was born in Ardmore, Oklahoma and went to school in Oklahoma City where he was junior Rotarian and was exposed for the first time to the business world. He attended UCO and OU studying marketing and finance and then began his career in the restaurant industry while attending OU in a restaurant on Campus Corner. Hal has held a C-level leadership often as a CEO, president, or owner for restaurants and corporations that include Steak and Ale, Pillsbury, Hagen dazs Ice Cream, and Chili's Restaurants, Outback Steakhouse, On the Border, and Krispy Kreme. In 1992, in June, he founded Hal Smith Restaurants, along with Hank Kraft, David Brockman, and Mike Rogers. Hal Smith Restaurants Group is a restaurant management company headquartered in Norman, Oklahoma, responsible for these restaurants' concepts. And it's a lot. Charleston's Restaurants, Red Rock Canyon Grill, Mahogany Prime Steakhouse, Ted's Cafe, Inscanadio, as a partner to Ted Curtis, Louis Bar and Grill, Toby's Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill, Hefner Grill, The Garage, Upper Crust, Pub W, Jimmy B's, Notorious Pie, Neighborhood Jam, The Library Bar and Grill, Mama Hoo-Ha, and Holly's. I am hungry right now. You have made me hungry right now. Hal and his wife, Sandy, founded the Norman Youth Foundation in 1997 and to date has raised over $1 million for various youth-oriented charities in Oklahoma, including LoveWorks. Hal is inducted into the Oklahoma Hall of Fame in November of 2017. Needless to say, Hal has a deep sense of pride when it comes to Oklahoma and its people. That was a bio right there, people. Hal, it is so great for you to be here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. All right, we're, we're super excited to learn more about you and get into this podcast. So we want to start. We are the Dreamers and Doers podcast. So we want to start off. Do you consider yourself more a natural dreamer or a doer? Wow, that's a big question. I, I wish we had a program like this when I was young. <laughs> uh, we did not. I was a dreamer from the minute I was born, I think. And I didn't understand that if you dream big dreams, you have to be a doer if, you, if they're going to come true. And, I, and once I realized that the food service and the hospitality industry was what I liked, I had a passion for it. And I became, instead of just a dreamer, I became that doer. So wow. I consider myself both of them, you know? That's really great. And we see most, most amazing leaders like you become both eventually in their time. So in your bio, it says that you were introduced into the business when you were in high school. And uh, how was being a junior Rotarian lead you to become a businessman? Well, in those days, and I don't know what they do today, but the Rotarians would go to different high schools and junior highs and pick up, they'd select young people like myself in those days and uh, see if we were interested in coming to their meeting to meet some of the business leaders of the community as well as how to give to others, which the Rotarians do. And so I was called a junior Rotarian and my two sponsors, one was from First National Bank and the other was from B.C. Clark Jeweler. 
And uh, I became good friends with these guys who were leading their company, and I kind of learned a, a little bit about the inside of how to run a business from them. We kept up for years and years after that. So that was kind of how my my first taste of the business world. That's how your journey started, yeah. Really yeah. So you were part of 90 restaurants today, which is just an insane number. <laughs> um, but tell us why. What is it like to open up your first restaurant? It's scary as heck, I can tell you. <laughs> I, you know, I realized early on that it's going to take a lot of money, a lot of capital, and, and people to do it. And in my business, uh, for instance, each restaurant has about 70 or 80 employees. I had to have somebody that watched the money, either winning or losing the money. And I had to have somebody on the legal side, to, if I got in trouble, they could help me. Uh, I, and then I had to have the operators on a day-to-day -day basis that were smarter than I was and did more detail. And I found out early on that if you surround yourself with people that are better and, and stronger and, and probably more intelligent in certain ways, you, it, it takes the whole group up. If you think you can do it all yourself, you're totally wrong. And when you first start a business, you've got to understand that more than anything. I, I, I totally agree on that. You cannot do it by yourself. You need those people. Uh, I, I'm going to get to like the deep and dirty questions right here. Every, everybody wants to know this answer. And let's just start getting right to it. What is your all-time favorite restaurant, but why is it your favorite restaurant? I'm not going to get caught in that trap. <laughs> <laughs> I've got 7,000 employees, and if I don't say their restaurant's the number one, I'll hear about it for a long time. Here, here's the way I look at it. Every restaurant that I have, I, I sell hamburgers in one, and I sell prime steaks in another. If I'm in the mood to go out and get dressed up, I go to Mahogany Prime. If I want a, a hamburger, I've been out of town, I want a quick hamburger and a beer, I go to the garage. If I just want a good selection, easy, easy night, I go to Charleston's or Red Rock. And then on top of that, if I just want to go have a beer with a buddy, I go to Pub W. Or, or Louis, I mean, they're all good. So I don't, I don't say this is my favorite. It just depends on my mood and what I'm hungry for. All right, I think you passed the test. I think you passed the <laughs> yeah. test, made everybody happy here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so to say the least, you had a busy life. So let's bring it back. What does a day in your life look like? Well, my days are a little different than most. Um, we don't even open up most of our restaurants till 11 o'clock. So when I get out of bed, I don't have to rush to the office. Matter of fact, I take the first hour on my phone or on my laptop, and I try to go through all my emails, all my texts, and any phone calls, and I try to get those out of the way so I have a clear mind for the rest of the day. And then when I go to the office, I spend about four or five hours there, and I, I do a myriad of things. Uh, but I look at sales, I look at trends, I read a lot of what's gonna be hot, what's not. Like right now, the bowls, you, get, you got a rice bowl, and that's a big deal right now. We're selling a ton of them. So I have to keep my ear to the ground, and that's, that's kind of what I do during the day. But more importantly, I try to hit, I try to go to one or two or three restaurants every day wow. that are mine. And I, I'll go in and just talk to a dishwasher, I'll, go, I'll talk to the manager, I'll talk to the people tell me what's going on. They tell me what we need to improve. And so that's primarily what I do. My wife and I quit cooking at home uh, 30 years ago. You know, she said, hey, let's just go out and eat every night. We'll have a date every night. That's kind of what we do every day. That's, that's really cool. I mean, 
I I love look, restaurants little, and I love. Looks a little different from my life. I wake up like I'm waking up and I'm moving. I love <laughs> yeah. to have that. <laughs> so we heard a little bit about you and your wife Sandy, but I want to dive in with the question about that. When you and your wife Sandy founded Norman Youth Foundation, what is why is it important to you? Well, when you're growing up, uh, you're young, and and to me, when when we first moved back here 30 years ago. I kept getting calls. We were opening up uh, Outback Steakhouses, and I kept getting calls from charities saying, please give to us, please give. I didn't have time to go through, so I got my daughter and my, my uh, two assistants and my wife, Sandy, and I said, who do we want to give to more than anybody else? And we all said, the youth, because the youth, as you know, is the future of the world and future of Oklahoma, future of Norman. And uh, so that's how we did it. And, and any, anybody that calls me or sends me something, I give it to the committee, and they make the decision. And we give away, we rate, we've given away over a million dollars uh, since we started the Norman Youth Foundation. We don't keep anything. Well, we keep one dollar in the account to keep the account open, but we give, give all the money away. We that's, have no, no overhead. So. That's so cool, and I love how you're, you're giving back to the people that are going to make this world great. Um, so what is one life lesson that you wish to share with the youth? Yeah, um, I hope the youth has a work ethic. So many people want it for nothing. They want, they want to, the government to take care of them. And I, there's a lot of people that need that, but there are a lot of people who don't need that. And I say, no matter what you do, if it's a business or you have a passion for it, and, and once you commit your mind and your heart, it, it's going to work. But the, the one thing I learned early on was the balance. There are five F's in my life. My faith, my family, my friends, my fitness, and fun. And if all five of those are intact, my business over here is going to be run a lot better. Those are, that's the one thing that I learned a long time ago from a gentleman who was my mentor at the time. And he sat me down because I was letting my marriage go. I was letting a lot of other things get in the way. So, hi James. So then he goes, he said, no, you can't do that. You've got to have these in balance before you're going to be the best leader of, of the business. Wow, I, like they, they're writing notes right now. I want to be writing notes right now. Oh my gosh! You got it on video. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> All right, so we know that there are so many great things about being entrepreneurs, starting businesses, but we also know there's there's some challenges coming with that. And out of it could be part of your business, could be out of your business. But what has been some of the greatest challenges you have faced, and how have you overcome it? The greatest challenge I've ever faced happened last year pandemic, COVID-19. We're, we're facing the Delta variant right now. We don't know what's going to happen. We had to shut down. We had 7,000 employees. We had to shut down 90 restaurants for 30 to 45 days. And we had to face all of our, our hourly employees and say, go file for unemployment for 30 to 45 days. We continued to pay all of our managers. And that kept us afloat. During that 30 to 45 days, I said, 
all we have to do is manage through this. And once we get on the other side, we're gonna be a better company. So we took that 30 days to learn the to-go business, the curbside business, the delivery business, and we went from 8% of our sales to 30%. And today, it's remained there. So when we came out, we were actually doing better than we were in 2019 before the pandemic. So if you, if you think through things and how can we be better through this situation, that was the toughest year of my life, business-wise. Uh, and and whenever, whenever you don't have control of it, like we didn't, uh, that's the scariest part. That, I mean, that genuinely shows like that true leadership that you were able to push through that, like and even do better, like you said, than 2019. That is, that is truly amazing. I think, yeah, I think that's awesome. And I don't want this interview to end. <laughs> I, I really love these, these wholehearted answers. But for our last question, we want to know, do you have a tip of any, of any kind that you would like to share with, with our listeners and with everyone else? Well, I kind, I kind of mentioned it before. And since you're, this is an entrepreneurial kind of meeting or kind of a program, if you, if you really are truly going to get into business, there are, it's going to be scary and it's going to be difficult for the first year or two. And you may not make any money, so you've got to have enough capital in the, and you either personally invest or have a partner or have your gift of gab and go to the bank and they believe in you. But if you don't have all three of those contributing the capital, if you fail, if you fail at any point in time, and no money, you won't make it. So you gotta have the capital. Then I said, I mentioned a while ago, surrounding yourself with the people that are better than you. I can honestly say I've got a team that's, if I put them all together, it's better than the sum, the sum of the parts, better than the whole. And, and that's what really matters in this world, to me at least. Integrity is the number one thing. Integrity in your life and in business. My marriage, whatever I say, whatever my wife says to me, we mean it. And it's 100%. Same thing in business. If I meet with a banker, if I meet with someone, I have, four, I have 300 investors right now. And I have been able to face each one and say, if, if you want to invest, you may lose it all, but if, if it works, you're going to get anywhere from 17 to 22% return on your money every year. And then if we sell a concept, you get your pro rata share. So my, my point is, surround yourself with winners. Don't be afraid that they might know more than you because that's the only way you're going to be pushed up. Wow. Guys, viewers at home, make sure you rewatch this as many times as you can. Take those notes. Al, you dropped some truth bombs today, to say the yeah. least. And I just want to thank you so, so much for your time. And I know the listeners out there, they're truly going to be better and improved from your words and what you've been able to speak your heart into. But before we completely wrap up your interview, where can we find more or learn about your business and businesses? Where, where can we find more about you? I've opened it up before to people, but when I believe in something like DreamWorks and when I believe in this, I'll talk to anybody and I'll share, <laughs> I'll share my thoughts. And if there was ever a time where you want to have a lunch and get a group together, I'd be more than happy to do that. And I'd love to do that. Uh, that's, that's how I give back more than anything is, is sharing my experiences because they've been good. For the most part, this has been a wonderful ride through life. I'm 75 years old. I still wake up every morning excited, have a passion, I want to go to work because of the people that work for me. Thank you so much. And this, this is going to just be an amazing interview. Thank you so much for being part of it. Viewers at home, we are going to be back real, real soon with our next amazing guest, and we'll see you soon. All right, and we are back with our next guest. So our next guest is Lexi. She's 12 years old, and her business is called Moy. 
Moy is an all-natural and organic skincare business that sells exfoliation scrubs and body butters. Her exfoliation scrubs are used to remove dead skin and moisturize dry skin. They come in different scents like sweet orange and lavender. Her body butters are used to moisturize dry skin and give your skin a protective layer against UV rays. They come in scents like coconut and vanilla. She also has one that smells like sheet butter. She started Moy because she wasn't getting good results when she used store-bought beauty products. She didn't like the chemicals in them and it was really hard to find stuff that works great. Moy only uses all natural ingredients and no harmful chemicals that are in the products. All right, hello Lexi, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Doing good, that is so great to hear and we're really great, grateful to be able to learn more about you today. So we are really excited to learn about you, more about you and your story. So what is Moy, how did it start? Moy is a skincare business and it started because, um, pretty much because store-bought stuff does not work good for my skin. That's really great and so I, you kind of took that initiative on yourself, you're like, this doesn't work, I can make something that does work, right? And I, I'm really like, that's really awesome that you came with that because that shows that like innovation, you're like, I can make this better, right? I really love that and so today we're really hoping to inspire our young entrepreneurs out there and so you started your own business which is really crazy and so we want to talk about what were some of the early challenges that you faced starting your business? Um, market research and like how to make the products, like not make them greasy for the body butters and then not make them super oily for anything else. So speaking of those challenges, what were like one of the things that you did, it could just be a mantra or something that you kept on doing, but what was that you did that kept you pushing forward through those challenges? They work for my skin. <laughs> they work for, that is so great. And so you had that like personal like inspiration, right? You wanted to make this good for yourself, but also for others. And I, I really, really love I think that. that's really cool because it's really good to know that, you know, you're kind of your own test subject. You got to see if it works. So what is one of the biggest things that you learned from the Business Boot Up program? Um, that you can't, you have to have a good pitch or people won't buy your stuff. Or like, no, they won't show any interest. All right, so we just kind of want to wrap this up really quick and we want to just talk about your favorite part. And it could, this could be anything that you just really experienced and you learned about the Business Boot Up program. I learned how to be happier when I pitch. So you talked a lot about, yeah, you talked a lot about your pitch, right? And so like being able to pitch to people, I know that can be a lot of, like a big struggle for a lot of people when they first start a business is they're really, really nervous starting their pitch, right? So what did you do like to get better at making those pitches? Um, I practiced my teddy bear and um, he listened, so that was nice. That's, that's really great. So guys, if you're struggling with your pitch, if you're trying to be better at getting up and talking sales with people, practice, right? You just got to keep on practicing. You might look crazy talking to yourself in a mirror, but just keep on pushing and you're going to prove eventually. So Lexi, thank you so much for your time. I know that we and those who listen are going to be so much better. So where, where, where do we find more about your business? Um, right now I'm working on a Facebook and an Instagram page, but at the moment I have an email and it's just Moy by Lexi at Gmail. Just a really awesome interview, Lexi. Again, thank you so much. So, Sammy, what was something that really stuck out to you about the last two interviews? I love how Lexi was talking about you have to, oh, you have to smile. You have to be happy when you pitch because your your energy, whenever you, if you have a certain energy, it translates right to your customers. What about you? I just want to like take a moment to appreciate the powerhouse and like truth bomb that Hal Smith dropped on all of us of that balance of his five F's and being able to just talk about you have to have that balance. And of course, one of those being fun, making sure you have your faith, your family, your fun, your friends. 
having that balance is really important. I just love that he talked about that. But also surrounding yourself with winners, surrounding yourself with people who might be smarter than you. That's okay. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room, and it's often good to have people around you that are improving you. So I just really, really love that. And again, we're wrapping up. We want to send a huge, huge thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank, the Cleveland, Cloud, Cleveland Fairgrounds, and LoveWorks Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. It's just truly amazing to and see. don't forget to visit loveworksleadership.org and figure out how you can be a part of our next business boot-up cohort. And Applications are due on August 30th. Oh, that's coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, and remember, real leaders, they don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dreams. Bye, Bye y'all.